Welcome to Moving With Life. This is episode number 23. I am Andy Acosta. My friend Eddie Sainz will be joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending us your ears. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave reviews. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So episode 23 is Offensive Pivot Part 2. This is a continuation of last week's episode, Offensive Pivot, but there is minimal to no redundancy. Eddie wasn't able to join me and Brian last week for the initial episode, so I wanted to take advantage of this week and get Eddie caught up so that next week we can continue to dive into these questions that I found via YouTube from Tim Ferriss himself. Eddie did bring some great points of view, some great perspective, a lot of things that I for sure didn't think about, which is why I foresaw uh, isolated talk with Eddie being necessary. We dive into some music business, uh, some of Eddie's day-to-day, which includes teaching students new and current, and then communicating with the boss, you know, maybe finding some ideas, developing some ideas, some, some options that can lead to just a more efficient way about going through his day, uh, through these summer camps, and then stuff that we can use for the team as well. So without further ado, here is Moving With Life. So let's plug this thing. <laughs> let's plug this thing. Uh, congrats on your new record, Eddie. Thanks, uh, man. I feel like it's like jittery and then like excitement and then uh, also, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just... Uh, a relief yes to get to the next section onward and forward and progress and in every synonym you can think of with that yeah i'm super excited it's finally out and i'm just super excited the release show's done like we had a we had a great big old ball last night played to an awesome packed house with really um attentive audience there yes so it was it was a really great night it was really special and I'm so glad that it's done. <laughs> I love everyone. Thank you for coming out. But I'm so glad that we're done. The, yeah, the initial, the initial release, which even the release, just plan, you planning the release has taken you know, a few months to just yeah. coordinate and make sure, you know, we st- and we still have the full band show to come. Mm-hmm. But at least the initial, the day of the initial release was good. And and you you pretty much mentioned, mentioned this at the show last night where, you know, being grateful for the for the prelude and it 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 ended up being perfect because people were there to listen they were able to hear the lyric you know more than anything uh there's some footage i was able to see from my facebook live feed and then like some some stuff that my parents took and just listening to it's like yeah like it it makes more sense to open up a record like that through an acoustic show than it would be a full band show it was a really great show and and yeah i tried to put together a full band show at another venue on that day um kept falling through so i just said you know what we're just going to do the main one at the prelude we're just going to do it there we're going to do it acoustic it's going to be awesome we're going to make the most of it and it far exceeded my expectations like way far so it was a really great night it was really awesome it was uh definitely one of the most fun times i've ever had on a stage before that's for sure yes indeed like I said, relieving. <laughs> I still, I still have that that just overwhelming sense of relief. Yeah. <laughs> for for you and more for you. I mean, I, I'm but a mere you know piece of the puzzle 
of this whole thing. And I even I, at least I feel it. And that's something I was telling, I think Gonzo and whoever else I was talking with last night where, you know, because uh, at some point you mentioned like kind of like feeling a little jittery on stage. And I'll, I don't know if it was you feeding, like feeding to me or maybe me feeding to you because I felt exactly the same way. It took me like 20 minutes to like finally settle in and like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, at some so po- at some point it just uh, started flowing. Like, I think when we started, I was like, okay, we're three songs in, four songs in, five songs in. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, it was just like, we're here. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. It same. just kind of settled in. Yeah, I wasn't really nervous at all. Like, the, uh, I was saying this at the show, I wasn't really nervous at all yesterday and, like, yesterday morning. And it didn't really, like, hit me with the jitters until, until really after soundcheck, till like, the lights went out and... Or not went out, but, you know, until the lights right. dimmed and, right, right, right. and everything was set for the night and people were starting to roll in. And, man, like, we started a whole, like, over 45 minutes late, almost a yeah. whole hour late. <laughs> yeah. um, because people just kept rolling in. And, and um, well, Alex Quantz opened up the show. And Alex always, uh, not always, but also uh, works there at the Prelude. He, um, uh, you know, helps out with the kitchen. And so he had to, um, like, you know, run food, like, at the same time. So... <laughs> Like we had to delay the show by a whole hour so that everybody could get their food, which was the the greatest and worst problem to have. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it all worked out. It was a really great show. It was it was one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. That's for sure. Yep. I yeah. say been a part of like it was secondary to me, and it's like <laughs> my show. <laughs> Man, but uh, well, I mean, still maybe it's something that that's not pondered on pondered on enough. But something like that, an event like that. You know, it's still also your point of view. You know, you used to have your point of view of, you know, looking out, you know, these people coming to see you. You know, it's it's just the it's the dichotomy perspective as far as like, you know, uh, people from the audience and then getting your perspective of how, you know, just things going through your mind as we're flowing through the show and trying to get this. Yeah. Be, or trying to let this be a success, successful night, which it was. And something I was saying, Gonzo, I think JJ and Denver, like when we were there at the table at the booth, I was even telling them, that you know this is good for the prelude this is good for eddie like the turn as far as the turnout like it's like this is like a it couldn't be more of a like two-way street for last night you know venue and artist like it was awesome to see that as well really worked out for everyone overalls it was a great night filled with tons of great vibes i'm trying to look up oh here it goes so alex quance is the same gentleman we had on episode 15 fun at its best so if you that's want right yeah that's that's that's, that's, that's what i'm looking up right now yeah we because we've had him on at least once and there we we talked literally everything from microphones to jujitsu and everything in between so um that was a that was a fun episode that one that one took place at south padre island because we were out for a for a, a private private event so eddie uh last week it was me and brian and leading up to last week and then going to this week, so this is basically part two of Offensive Pivot. And leading up to last week's recording, I, ha- I felt like sometimes we don't have enough content and more because we're doing. And it also makes sense because we're 25-year-old. You know, we're, we, we, we only still have so much to say because we've only lived 25 years. We've only experienced so much in, like, with the workforce and whatnot. So I... Went through the internet. I ended up still retracting back to Tim Ferriss, where I got these 17 questions, and then Jim Rohn, who's who's a, basically he's I, I would say life coach as well, but he was basically uh, Tony Robbins's mentor. Okay. So through his and through Tim Ferriss, 
I then took all of Tim Ferriss's questions and then I developed a, a, a couple of my own. So, and the questions that I have here, and we're, we're only going to go through a few of them. You know, we're, we're just going to get up to where we went up to last week so that you can basically catch up and hopefully next week we'll continue with all three of us. You know, that, that'd be the goal. Um, that'd be the, the optimal goal. So, anyways, well, let's just jump into the questions. And let me, give you, let me just give you some context. So, Jim Rohn says you should label your goals um, in three, three specific categories. Economic, which includes, like, your income, your production, like, things you do to have financial, uh, inc- uh, just financial movement. I call, that's what I call it. Um, and then things you want. And he says little and big things. Because he says that back in the day, he used to write, like, maybe, like, he wants, oh, a specific house or he wants a specific car. And he said at some point, he just wrote on everything. If he wanted, if he wanted to go buy a book, he wrote it in that list of stuff, and and then later on he would then categorize it like long term, short term, and so on, right? So he has that, and then personal development, which is a uh, he the examples he gave was like becoming a speaker, learning a new language, uh, becoming more skillful in whatever your tool, whatever your tool of the trade is, right? And so, one of the terms he has is called long range uh, goals. Which is the same thing. It's the same thing as long-term goals. And so he talks about he, one of the questions he brings up is he's like, "What are my dreams in three years, five years, seven years, ten, twenty, forty for the rest of my life? What are my dreams?" So what I the question I came up with this is the first question we led off with last week was have Have your dreams changed since graduating college? What do you want to see? You know, uh, whether it's a physical place in yourself, the future, your family, given that context of uh, personal development, economic and things you want, you know, since you've graduated college, have your dreams changed or have they just, how, how have they maneuvered since then? Because we've been out of, you've been out of college since 2014, so it's three complete years now that you've been out and you've now experienced a whole lot of new in three years. Mm-hmm. I don't think my dreams or goals or aspirations have changed, but like how they revolve around um, important people around me is is where I see things starting to play factors like I'm like as we're getting older I'm starting to think about like you know like do I want to be married one day like do I like do I want a family do I want kids and and the answer to all that was absolutely yes for me and um and I want all those things so the you know the the dreams and the goals and the aspirations all kind of have to um find place for that too and so I, I think for me right now at this point in my life I'm starting to think about where the balance of all that fits in with career, family, and, and you know, and, and personal life and, and things of the sort. Just how they balance and how they revolve around each other and interact with each other and, and in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really hard subject to tackle for me, I feel like, sometimes because, I mean, like, music is not at all really, like, an easy... Uh, an easy career to have when it right. comes to maintaining personal life yeah, with relationships and, and, and family right, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly, because even you said we were, you know, it, it's for sure one of the most selfish careers you can go into, and it, it's so crazy to me because it's it's also hard to sever. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you just sever. You don't. It's not become a doctor and just quitting from the hospital and moving somewhere else or doing something else. Yeah. At least for me, I know I, I'm positive it's same for you and the musicians that we work with. It's like you know, it's 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 not as easy as it. It's simple, but not easy in the sense of, like, it's not something that I want to sever either. You know, it's, like, just what we do. So, yeah, if you want to continue right. on that. Well, no. I mean, not really too much to say on it. Yeah. I, I mean, um, this is all kind of happening for me uh, more like within, like, the past, like, year, year and a half or mm-hmm. so, I guess. 
Um, but it's just kind of all like coming to me more lately. Yeah. Um, it's been something that's been on my mind for a long time, but something that's been more prevalent on my mind. Um, I feel like just the older I'm getting. So it's weird. And it really makes me wonder how people actually balance it out. Yeah. Like just, for example, Cody Johnson and his wife, and they have a newborn. And mm -hmm. well, then there's like the Jason Isbell example where Jason is married to another musician um, and they play together. Mm -hmm. So um, he's married to Amanda Shires and they have a baby girl together, but like they travel together. Yeah, they, they're, like, they're all together the time. a like, lot. Yeah, they're yeah, like they, they have a career like together, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, he backs her up and she backs him up and they're on the road together. They take their little girl on the road with them. And when they don't, like, you know, grandma watches them or whatever. And yep. so there's that. And. And, you know, so just, I don't know, seeing, like, different examples of where it's worked for other people and just in thinking about how I could maybe emulate that or, or just how to go about mixing in my personal life with, uh, with my career in, a, mm -hmm. in the healthiest manner. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, there's no necessary, like, right, necessarily a right answer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, too, just depends on the, the missing parts of the equation, like, uh, like, like, well, you know, who is my spouse and how do they behave and how do yeah. they handle all this? And and so, you know, and, and, and then the kids factor, you know, having kids and just like, you know, there, there's a lot of variables that I that I do not know. There's a lot of X, right. Y's yeah, and Z's. There's, there's, there's so, plenty of X's yeah. still to be fulfilled and answered. Uh, definitely. And that that's probably one of the I would say a, a commonality between musician and military, because even Jocko talks about it, you know, where his wife was socially independent you know she she when he was out you know whether it's training or at war you know in iraq you know she she held the line you know at home you know she she did it on her own and and essentially i mean essentially it's very similar in different context you know a, a very lighter context of being free in the united states of america but the the spouse you know holding the line at home you know while we we go out and work and you know uh do what you know, we do what we do, you know, essentially, like I said, it's not something that can be severed. I, I, I have to argue, you know, <laughs> I have to argue. It's not something that can be severed. Yeah. Um, not to jump like too far off of it, but mm -hmm. it makes me think about just the, the classic way of how that runs. Like the, the, I mean, if you go back to, I don't want to say like old times, but I mean, just to like tribal times, you know, with like native Americans and, and their culture back in the day and how they behaved, you know, they were, I mean, some of them were nomadic, but for, for the ones that, you know, stuck around in, in the same place for, for a good bit, I mean, the, that's, the women did. They, like, you know, harvested or they did something, you know, at the, at the homestead, I mm -hmm. guess, or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, right. or took care of the children or did whatever at home to, um, to you know, to make that life 100%. And then while the men would go out on their hunting trips yeah. and then they go out together and, you know, get food for the tribe. And then come back several days later with hopefully a substantial right. amount to feed everyone. So it just kind of reminds me of that, like you know, just the the breadwinners, you know, got to go out and and essentially, and yeah, essentially, essentially, and and that's probably like the breadwinners. I, have, I haven't heard that term in quite a minute, but uh, I do have to agree. You know, the, being the it's like yeah, it you have to work. And and an interesting thing is like thinking now as we're as we're talking as you say breadwinner you know those people who have nine to fives that have families and then you know a lot of times now you have to take home work with, you have to take work home with you mm -hmm. and it's like well it's kind of the same thing as being out on the road and you know because you're whether if you're at home your mind's not at home because your mind's wandering out what work you need to get done and whatever so yeah as far as breadwinner was like what it's it's not necessarily justified to be out on the road for a month but it's like well 
I'm, if I wasn't on the road, I'd probably be grinding it out here at home, you know, nine to five plus any extra stuff that needs to get done, you know, yeah. for a success of a business, especially in your case as a CEO, entrepreneur, still, entre- I, I, that's what I call it. You know, yeah. as an artist, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a CEO, you own the business, you own um, your records, you know, your music. And it's, it's very corollary, you know, it's very parallel to that, yeah. that, that way of working, you know. Uh, that's just the way it is. Like even I would say even a bit, even me now with a pot, trying to do this podcast along with working with you, and then working at nine round at the gym, and now the gym's actually m- not making a transition, but they're gonna have some add-ons, which is really cool. Which I can't announce yet, but I'm looking forward to that add-on. Anyways, but just that, you know, how much hours it takes to to make a successful business and I, i'll tell it back to social media where everybody just sees that that post of like oh i'm doing this i'm doing that and it's like yeah how many hours did it take to lead up to that 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 moment whatever it may be you know uh today i did get a lot of compliments from the i guess it's all on the facebook live I, I went live last night and they're like hey like it looked awesome I'm like oh i appreciate it you know and it's like that but that you know it's that it's those two hours that but they get to see an hour and 15 minutes of the show, but how long were we there? You know, we were there yeah. for a few hours before that and then prepare, how long, uh, pre- and then preparation and everything else that just goes into yeah. the whole. It's like how long were we there just for sound check? Like a whole <laughs> two hours before that. Yeah. And then how and long were we rehearsing for that? Well, several hours before that, several days before it. Mm-hmm. And then well, how much longer in that conglomerate, you know, time or conglomerated? Is that a word? Conglomerated time? I don't it know, is now. Whatever. It is now. <laughs> um, you know, just that group of time, you know, it's like, okay, we rehearsed maybe a total of like three or four hours, but over the span of like three or four days, you know, like we did that separately and it took a bit, you know, about like a month before total. And then not only that, but then, I mean, we rehearsed like full band and, you know, there's just like a lot of prep work that's gone into this like just months and, you know, maybe even a year by now prior to, you know, leading up to this to this show right absolutely yeah yeah it's definitely like last night uh my my godmother made it to the show and we're talking you know i said man it's it's been a long time coming and then we went into like how long more or less the record took which it took like what maybe a year and a few months to like from from the first recording of the first four songs to then finishing it up last last summer yeah probably like two closer to two okay so let's say look let's say two years and i said man i i said i think i said a year and a half so i said that so because of that um I'm like, man, it's been, it's been, you know, interesting journey seeing this. And I'm like, for me, I felt like I've waited five years for like this particular moment of being part of a project that is self-sustaining for now. You know, it's self-sustaining. People are out here to listen. And it's like, yeah, like, I mean, I've been playing live for five. It'll be five years this November that I've been playing live shows, period. And the year and a half prep, two years prep leading up to today and then the previous four years for me, you know, leading up to that, you know, just going through being in a one band then being uh just a live musician now being in your you know with you uh you know it's been five years in the making you know it's taking just just going and playing and doing show or and show and more shows and more shows to finally feel this excitement and this relief at all at the same time and it's like so like just contra- contradictory in my head <laughs> you know like oh my god uh, but anyways that's that's legit yeah it's <clears throat> Going back to the root of the question being, have your dreams changed since graduating college? Um, it's, it's, I guess, where we're just falling now. You're saying, like, now, now you're pondering on, like, the, the family situation and what that would take. Yeah. You know, what that would take, what that would do. And it's funny because well, I have my cousin here, and you, you guys see him as you walked in. And we're, we're building, basically, essentially, we're building a home gym. Like, piece, literally piece by piece because, like, 
shit's expensive. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how freaking expensive bumper plates, which are the thicker rubber plates, like, they're expensive as hell. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, okay, so I need that, a couple kettlebells, whatever. And uh, so I'm having him, like, because the thing is, like, his his dad will give him some money. And I'm like, well, give me half. Because, like, I, I t- I t- and I'm being, being very truthful to him. I'm like, money's not an issue necessarily, but I can't do this shit on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I cannot do I need I need your help. And I've talked to my parents about this, too, as far as, like, I just need your help to build this thing. Because if we can give Luis these tools and if, we, if, I can, if, if I can get him to maximize them, you know, he, has a, he, he already has a promising future. That, I, I already foresee that now taking to that next level of giving him that full potential of, like, okay, you are actually physically ready to then even be considered to play college football. You know, that, that, that's, that's his goal right now, so that's what we're working on. But anyways... Um, here's another, here's a question, uh, from Tim Ferriss. What would you have do or be if you had $10 million? Man, if I had $10 million, man, well, probably, uh, use all that, not use all that money, but use a good chunk of it to invest back into my career. Cause, uh, money is like gasoline for a music career pretty much, you know, it's just, or it's like fire to gasoline, you know, it just like gets it all going. Sets it ablaze. So, I mean, any major person that you know or have heard of has had some major backing in some way. Yep. Um, for Taylor Swift, I mean, her family is set. I mean, you know, like uh, dad's like a CEO or CFO or something of some no, company. No, CEO, isn't CEO. it? Well, don't they own Swift Trucking? Like that, Swift? That's what I've heard, but I don't know how true it is. Same. Okay, same. I, I have the same uh, little, like, pondering, but... Let's say he's affiliated with them. <laughs> you know, right. They've been around for a long time. But either way, they come from, you know, a good background. So mm-hmm. she had all the funding she needed. And um, so, you know, she was able to go to Nashville at an early age and, and you know, find mentors and, and get her whole career kickstarted with that. But, I mean, again, like money is, is fuel. for like it's, it's just it's huge. You need it. Yeah. Um, like Josh Abbott band, like Josh Abbott, like talks about sometimes about how he's like still up to his eyes and, and you know, to his eyeballs in debt. You know, and still owes investors a lot of money back and, and everything of that sort. So mm-hmm. it's not a cheap career by any means. It takes a lot to just like thousands of dollars just to make a record, like five to six figures to make a record. Right. And then, um, you know, and that includes like recording it and then putting it out, releasing it, like PR and like distribution and, you know, everything of that sort that we could kind of get on a, on a, you know, on a rabbit trail on. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I'd probably use a, a good bit for that. And honestly, I don't feel like I need $10 million. Like, it's a lot of money. That, that's right. So let me give you some context. I'd, I'd probably put a good amount away, too, just like as a, as a safety net. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Whatever I feel like I didn't need, probably donate it. Right. That's, that's uh, very similar. Let me, say, let me say something. Very similar to kind of what we agreed on last week with, when, I, when I was talking with Brian about this. Um, cause the context that, that Tim Ferriss gives is like, he said $10 million, but he said he's, Tim says it can be whatever you know you need now. Like, whatever you know, like, man, because one thing he mentions, it's called a totally mo- total monthly income, which then you deri- you then simplify that to totally total daily income. And usually when you get to that level, you then see how feasible it is to reach a goal. And essentially, you still have to go one goal at a time, right? You don't think you're going to – it's like, no. So that makes sense. There were 10 minutes a lot, like – because even I, we, when I did my little, like, 
scenario in my head and I, I talked about it on the on this podcast I was like man I still have like six million left <laughs> you know, like like and which which I did mention the same thing as far as like for me it'd be education that that's kind of like my angle as far as what kind of charities I want to look into and or or develop or create myself but yeah given you know all the scenarios I, like just to give you a little bit at ease I said I would invest x amount for you I would invest x amount in Brian's business I would then let my parents retire whole, like done. I then put money into my investment account. And even after that, I still, like I said, I still have like five, six million left. It's like, okay, look, you know, it, it's like, it's crazy to me how people use that money. You know, like when they have it and they buy a $5 million house, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, you know, that, uh, like, yeah, when people buy mansions or Lamborghinis or, like, excessive, like, Yeah, $300,000 cars or whatever. Yeah, I, I never understood. I mean, maybe it's because I've never lived that big, yeah, so I don't yeah, get yeah. it. But um, I just don't, like, feel the need or see the need to, like, be living anything outside that's just comfortable. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. And, yeah, like I said, that, going retracting to the original question, Tim Ferriss does say that, you know, whatever you, whatever you, going back to, okay, tying in Jim Rohn, whatever you want, okay, how much is that going to cost? And then breaking it down to see how you can feasibly reach that goal, period, you know, after X amount of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me give you another question. So this question, it says, what if I did the opposite for 48 hours? Now, let me give you some context real quick. Just so I can give you an angle as far as what I mean by opposite for 48 hours. Because the way Tim says it, it's not uh, necessarily for personal development. For him, when he was working for a company, I think he was out in Silicon Valley, and he was a salesman. So he started trying to figure out, like, man, he he wanted more success. Like that that was his thing. He wanted because he at the time he said at the time he was doing a lot more cold calls. You know, cold emails like just like hey, I'm this person. You know, if you're interested, you know, get back to me, whatever. So, um, he noticed that his bosses worked nine to five. The CEO that he wanted to become in contact with worked nine to five. The secretaries worked nine to five. His colleagues, his other salesmen, worked nine to five. He's like, well, what if I did the opposite for 48 hours? So he would cold call only, I believe, between 7.30 and 9 a.m. And then from 9 to 5, he would cold email only. And then from 6.30 to 8.30, he would cold call again. And he says by doing that, it actually gave him leverage and actually got a more – he got more uh, – acquaintances and he, he was able to get more meetings done and more he had more success so if you can think of something like that maybe in uh whether and it's gonna be past experience or current experience of what would what would it be if you did the opposite of whatever you're thinking for 48 hours hmm. well to start small i'd be buying a lot less topo chico if i did the opposite <laughs> 48 hours yeah I like I probably drop like five dollars on Topo Chico a day, <laughs> okay. but yeah, it's because I stop in the stripes and then I yeah. get get at least two or three for the day. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. The twisted lime flavor specifically, but anyway, that'd be for starters. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I can't really say. Like I have like such a set schedule right now that I feel like if I did so so the opposite, so so if you, so yeah is that, that maybe we can go into that. It just, and you don't have to think about it too deep. It's just giving an you know. Just a general sense of you know if if you have a set schedule now, if you flipped one thing or if you uh, you know changed one thing for those forty eight hours, what do you think would happen? 
or maybe like like instead of maybe in a sense kind of like if you what do you think would happen if you cold called specific times as opposed to maybe just cold emailing or or whatever that type of thing now that you're trying to break into you know radio and trying to get in contact with new venues maybe tying into that well i'm actually going to tie it in a different way um go ahead well at uh at work uh teaching lessons we have our summer camps rolling now so I've been going to work like 7:30, 7:40 in the morning, yeah. and um, and being there and working summer camps till around noonish um, or a little before. So that takes up all of my morning, and then I'll come back in the afternoon and teach lessons. And my biggest thing with that lately is it's left me feeling more tired than I am usually. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I hate working with kids; I absolutely love working with kids. But like working, uh, waking up at like you know seven thirty, seven forty. What I was used to before summer rolled around was well, I'd get up and I'd grind out my music career stuff, right? I'd be like emailing or be on the phone or working on a Photoshop for like a like a you know concert poster or something, or writing a song or doing something to you know um, be burning the fire for the music career. Right. And well now uh, my time has become a little more limited on that because of summer camps, and then I still have to go back and maintain my uh, my private lesson schedule. So uh, my time for that has diminished. Um, with all that being said, um, getting up at 7.30 in the morning to go work, um, well, before that, and then getting there at 7.30 to work, um, again, just has left me exhausted. And um, again, not that I hate working with kids, but I just don't want to work with kids at 7.30 in the morning. Like, <laughs> as, as I feel like it takes a special person to, to do that. Um, Thank you, w- teachers. Yes. Full-time, full-time teachers. I was going to say we call those teachers. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I don't know. I think more than anything, it just uh, like it. It's kind of bothersome because, um, well, the first week of summer camp is fine. They're in two week sessions, and then the, the first week is fine because it's still very fresh and the material is fresh for them. By the time the second week rolls around, it's a lot of reiteration of what they're learning, so it becomes a little more like monotonous. Yeah, and say, and then attention spans too. Yeah, attention spans. How how young do you guys go for these camps? Um, well, we have little rockers that are like you know a kindergarten first second grade age so i guess um five to eight or so okay and then for the bigger groups we have like i guess you know from about eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen i think we stop at 13 i think we cap it at 13 okay but so that's the age group more or less and um we usually split them up um by you know like the, the smaller ones and then the bigger ones but, but yeah the second week just gets to start being really monotonous and and i feel like if i flipped everything for 48 hours um i'd I'd much rather teach the private lessons in the morning and knock those out and then mm. go get a, some lunch okay. and then kind of have enough energy to come back and, and you know, and keep the summer camps from being too monotonous and, yeah. um, and you know, just kind of bringing a, a, a spunkier energy to it. Because then, like, everyone's still waking up in the morning. Even the kids are right, still, like, yeah, sort of waking up in the morning. And, and you know, it's kind of, like, difficult to get them going sometimes. All right, kids, and <laughs> the whole, yeah. like, giddy, giddy. Giddy cover, you know, essentially cover, you know, <laughs> uh, act. Pretty much. Either that or I would uh, I would flip everything back to how it was before to where I'm taking care of my music grinding, music business grinding stuff from at least until lunchtime, till noon, and then come back, do a summer camp, and then do lessons, and then go home. Knock it out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could, man, I can all see where that, I mean, it, essentially it's, it's all day because you're there 730, your lessons go to at least, at minimum, 6 p.m., Oh, if man, not even, later. even further now. Yeah, yeah, like it's, eight, it's, a, it's an average 8.30 or 9 o'clock now. Right now for the summer? Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, oh, man. Okay, yeah, totally on board with that. 
And I think, man, that'd be interesting to think about of, you know, having the summer camp before, right before private lessons so that you can kind of transition, you know, and time-wise time also it just gives you a little more freedom. And also for my biggest thing is uh, uh, decompressing to recompress. That's exactly kind of what I was trying to get at with that. You put it perfectly. That's that's pretty much what I was trying to nail with. Like, well, if I do the opposite for 48 hours, I might have a little more energy. So. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. See, that's 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 something I wish, like, we could, like, test out. Like, hey, hey, boss, can can we can we have uh, the summer camp in the afternoon? <laughs> you know, like, not in the morning. Now, essentially, because for these camps, they're not necessarily all students, are they? Or are they all students only? Well, I mean, like, it's... Like, cause you can sign up the ki- your, your child... And be a part of the camp only, or right. right? Well, so it's, I mean, like they come in from like eight a.m. to to about noon every day yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. So and then we work with them all morning, and so they like they'll spend about forty-five minutes per instrument, and then about the last hour they'll work in their bands at okay. least for the second week. Right. 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 But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause that, yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking of. Was like, man, because if, if there's any new kids that you have to, like, essentially, you know, maybe catch them up versus the kids who have private lessons already and maybe have some background. Or or is it, I, I, don't, know if I, I don't know if I asked this correctly. As far as, like, for the summer camp, if my child's not a private student, can I'd sign him up, her up? For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyone, anyone can sign anyone up, can like, sign, okay, even that. if you... Even if you take private lessons there, and you can still do it, and if you don't, you can still do it. Okay. Um, but anything, if anything, though, I probably prefer the kids that have never played an, instru- an instrument in their lives before, because mm. it, it's it's a lot easier to to keep the energy going. Like, for example, like this past summer camp, I had um, two students in the camp that are both my private voice students. So whenever we did voice class, we did voice the first thing in the morning at 8 a.m. So um, like that for them is just super regurgitation it's yeah. just like super basic reiteration like we're teaching the extreme basics to everybody because for the most part like um you know none of these kids have ever touched an instrument before right yeah so so, so you do have a good like balance between private students that have some knowledge versus the ones who don't have knowledge i wouldn't say it's a super strong balance but like there's the one or two you know and they're like kind of scattered mm-hmm. like maybe one like already takes drum lessons maybe one already takes voice lessons and maybe one already takes guitar okay and then the rest maybe you're just kind of like this is their first time this ever here ever yeah ever at music academy gotcha gotcha yeah that oh man that's cool yeah and i did actually bring up like to my boss because i mean i just like feeling exhausted with it from working all morning and then i have that that you know gap time in between right. And um, which I try to eat lunch and knock out my grind for my career, and then try to squeeze in a nap if I, you know, if, yeah. if I really feel like I need to, yeah. or or grab another coffee, whichever way works, and then, you know, get to work on average like around 4:30 in the afternoon, and then mm-hmm. teach all the way until 8:30 or 9 o'clock yeah, at night. Yeah, four hours. And then yeah. Oh man. And then go right. home and sleep and do it again. Right, right, so. yeah, yeah. I have a cousin who they give them a lot of extended lunch breaks. So again, it's the same thing, same idea, dude. Works eight to twelve, eight to one. Has like a three-hour lunch break, then goes back and finishes off the day. I'm like, and his, in his case, it's, it's a little different. And I, what I say for that is like, what a piece of shit. Like that sucks. Like I, I hate to have that schedule. And for me, in that case, I would quit. Now, the summer camp thing, it's it's kind of temporary. So you know, eventually, you know, so at at least you have that, which is good. Uh, but yeah, I think about I think about that extended lunch. That's just rigor. To me, that makes it more rigorous of a day. 
to get through. Because then you're there for 12 hours. You're essentially out for 12 hours and trying to do things in between. And one thing, okay, one thing that me and Brian brought up last week was uh, 10 to 7 shifts. I don't know if you ever if you ever worked 10 to 7 shifts. But I did in retail. Brian did in one of the bank systems that he was at at some point early in his career. Like 10 a.m. to 7 p.m.? Yeah, yeah, that, that whole midday shift. And uh, and we both agreed on how I, – I can't stand it because to me it just – you can't do enough in the morning, and you're you leave when the sun goes down. And then you can't do enough at night. And then yeah, there's no, if essentially you feel like man, like my day's gone. Yeah. And that was my thing, and Brian's was pretty much the same thing. And so his opposite was, uh, that he does much more work when he goes in on the weekends, or if he stays late, he does way more work than he, when he works just nine to fives for a few months in a row. Like he gets, he just, his production level just increases when he does the opposite. Cause in his case, the context of opposite would be his bosses working nine to five, his colleagues working nine to five. And for some of the stuff that he has to do and some of the reports he has to do for the board, um, he has to go on the weekends sometimes, even Sundays, you know, or even Sundays. And so that was his opposite of that. You know, it's like 10, 10 to seven, you know, in your case, 12 hours, 8 a.m. to 8 30, 9 o'clock p.m. It's like, well, yeah, there, there is that is the day. <laughs> yeah, like that is the day for the next two weeks. Or Pretty whatever. much. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, I guess this question and my answer. It's like, yeah, I just kind of wonder if, if we did the opposite for this summer camp thing, or if I kind of flip flop my schedule around, would I have a more productive day, like a better, you know, uses of my energy in certain time slots, mm -hmm. um, you know, where it's like some energies are better utilized. Um, would the would it be better for the students to have it at a later time? Like you know, or right, better for the private right. students to have it at an earlier time, yeah. or you know, like I don't know. It's Man, that's a lot of variables that are interesting. Lots to, of variables. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. I see. That, that that's the whole point of this these questions. I wanted to get into like kind of these weeds of stuff that we are experiencing, and of course, it comes from like Tim Ferriss's brain because these these are his questions specifically. That's like man, like some of these questions, they're. To me, they're angled for this type of conversation. Yeah. And that's something I talked about last week as well. That's why I call it an offensive pivot. You know, it's, we're moving. I'm trying to change the landscapeness in some ways, but to have these productive conversations of like, okay, man, there's there's a lot more variables that people then can then consider for themselves and whatever personal things they're dealing with, whether it's work, personal life, and otherwise. Yeah. And then to even like be just a little more specific with it, like I was saying voice is the first instrument we do. We, the first thing we do at the summer camps is we sing. And I, I brought this question up to my boss. I was like, you know, just preface for anyone who's not, um, you know, uh, uh, who is not trying to make a career out of out of singing like I am. Um, you know, singing in the morning is terrible. It, it sucks. It's like the worst thing in the world. It's, yeah. You know, usually like it takes like two or three hours of being awake and talking and using your voice and warming it up, mm -hmm. you know, slowly and surely and letting your body warm up because your breathing is way different when you're asleep too. Yeah. Like it, it slows way down. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Slows, it slows down it slows your heart. Down. Your heart rate is at, it's at its lowest when you're asleep. There you so. go. So everything is just is super slowed down and, you know, I mean, who hasn't ever, you know, woken up still feeling groggy? Yeah. And that's, that's exactly like for people listening, like think about green, when you wake up, think about being groggy and how your voice sounds. Like try talking the first five minutes of being awake. It's uh, I don't. I journal. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, the first five minutes, I wake up, I journal, and then, you know, I get my day started. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the first thing we do is singing. It's like, ugh, like, good Lord. Um, <laughs> so I brought it up to my boss. I was like, hey, he's like, you know, what's the idea behind singing being the first thing? And I was like, ah, oh, you know, well, 
we want them to, you know, start out with like stretches and then just kind of vocalizing, just kind of wakes them up, gets them going. And, and he was like, I've thought about doing drums first, but like they still come in tired and, and I want them to be able to concentrate on drums and, and, you know, and like I want them to wake up, but I don't want them to still be like mentally not all the way there yet. Like I want them to be mentally warmed up by the mm -hmm. time they get the drums too. So I was like, I, I understand the reasoning. I do. Like I get it. It just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, have to sing in the morning. It's just like, man, yeah. If if there could be a more optimal way of or of arranging what's going on first, second, third, fourth, right. until, until the day's done, yeah, because uh, yeah, even something that that Tim Ferriss talks about, and then Ryan Flaherty, who's a NFL, uh, basically he trains NFL prospects, and what they talk about a lot is minimum effective dose. Okay, you know, so basically doing the minimum that you need to be at your optimum, and in this case, we're I have to agree. We're vocalizing in the morning. Is that that's no that's no minimum effective dose. You know, is, is there another instrument? You know, is to get can guitar be first, then vocalizing? Just some you know some type of switch like that. That yeah. That's what that's what I think about is minimum effective dose now. Because even when I'm training clients or if I'm training my cousin, I now use seats to make sure he only only squats a specific distance. Like it's before, I was very big uh, believer in astagrass squats and stuff like that, and now. For the sake of injury and strengthening, strengthening specific tendons and like your ACL, MCL, all that stuff, um, I only have him go to where, wherever his thighs, quads are parallel to the ground, like specifically 90 degrees, and that's it. So like that's an example of minimum effective dose. Where like in your case, voice, you know, it's like what's you know, this is it's it's a bigger minimum effective dose because you're you're encompassing drums, vocals, guitar, everything. And it's like, okay, what's the minimum effective dose to get the kids going and then trail into voice and then drums? Because it seems like voice and then drums or drums and then voice, like those two can be close to each other. It's just finding that best opening section of the day Yeah. for the kids. Maybe it's guitar. Maybe it's bass. Maybe right. It's or, piano. or bass, yeah. Piano. Yeah. Ooh, piano. Man, well, piano can be kind of mellow. Like, I mean, depending on the songs that you're learning, but at least for the instructional part, I would think it – because the piano is pretty mellow, you know. Um, at least that's, you know, as far as classical and, like, yeah. learning, learning things. I feel like piano would be a great instrument to right. start the morning off with. And also, <coughs> well, excuse me, because piano is also, like, your base of, like, your foundation of theory. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you could pitch that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Like, hey, Maybe. man. And, and that'll be your why. It's like, hey, boss man. What if we do piano because it's a foundation of theory? We can incorporate theory, and once even even if you do voice after piano, but at least you have how many? How long are your segments? Like forty-five minutes. Yeah. Okay, so you do forty-five minutes. So that that's already forty-five minutes. Even get get in their head into theory, and then go into voice or guitar, and then voice. Either way, but yeah, maybe maybe you can pitch that. Maybe and maybe it won't happen now because even some of the stuff that we're pitching at work. Um, it's it, this is stuff that's gonna happen like August to the fall. You know, it's 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 a ways away, but at least we're talking about it now to start developing ideas to help each other. And in this case, it might not be this summer camp or the next one, but if it can be considered, and if you can give them a strong enough why, uh, Simon Sinek, you know, has a book about why you should find your why. <laughs> you know, and so in this case, you know, like hey, piano foundation. You know, it's 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 most people's first instrument. You know, not second, but it's entailed in everybody's repertoire of instruments no matter how many instruments they play yeah and you know what i'm just thinking about now like i'm realizing too like you know there's public speaking and singing are like up there in the top two list of things that like make people the most terrified 
Mm. Like singing in front of people and then Fair. and speaking in, in front of people, yeah. right? It makes everybody super terrified. And so, like, to have it be, like, the first thing where everyone is singing together in front of everyone, maybe not the healthiest way to start off the morning either. Yeah. That, yeah, because that, that has a lot to do with morale. That, I mean, yeah. Especially, especially for kids. You know, we, we've been venturing into how important it is to teach kids because they're, they're looking around to see who they can look up to. And, yeah, the yeah, morale thing, if, if they're already sh- shaking by just being in the room, you know, <laughs> and trying to get them, hey, you can sing louder. It's like, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's seriously a problem, like, especially with this past camp, like, getting kids to just be loud, like, a few of them to be loud was such struggle mm-hmm. to the point where I was just like, okay, it's like, I need you to just yell, like, just, <laughs> yeah. just scream for yeah. me, please. And, um, but, yeah, it's hard to get them to do it because they're in front of their peers, and then it's the morning, it's the first thing they're doing, it's, yeah. yeah throw them into the fire first thing in the morning pretty much which could be a good thing but yeah because yeah. i'm i'm sure some kids adapt well you yeah know, th- there's always those everybody's different exactly that, that, that that's the whole point it's like it's almost like there's not even outliers anymore it's just that you know they're everybody's different and these kids you know they're like i said they're they're, tr- they're finding their way like everybody else's all the, all us adults that are trying to find our way as well and we forget that and yeah interesting interesting let's do another question this and this question came up last week it actually wasn't on my list. It's on, it's on the list, but it wasn't on my list to then give to us because I felt like we couldn't give enough content back because I don't own maybe you and maybe you can now after I read it. But I know I can't. I don't own a business with employees. Brian is an employee, right? He don't have, he doesn't own a business yet that has employees. So the question is, what if I let them, the employee or contractors, make decisions up to a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, etc. And some of the examples that we came up with was actually us being the employees, like Brian being in the banking system. You know, he has he deals with money all day, and they have so much leeway before the manager has to approve. Now it's different because he's he's in a specific department. But when he was a teller, you know, that's the example he gave. And for me, I was a key holder. You know, I, when I worked working retail, and that's the example I gave. So I don't know you as an employee or now as an employer. And it doesn't maybe maybe it doesn't even have to do with uh, money, but making decisions. Now, if it encompasses, if you have examples with money, then okay, cool. But if not, then you know you can proceed. So, can you read the question again? Yeah. So the question is, what if I let them, the employee or contractors, make decisions up to one hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, etc. So, like, from the boss like standpoint, like with the band being my employees. Like what? What would happen? Do I? Th- what do I think would happen if if you guys like had decision making abilities that like in financial range were a hundred dollars, two hundred, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera? Like maybe it could be like a like a. I was gonna I was gonna say like a per diem, but maybe something to that effect where we have if we have like some type of budget for traveling and it's like hey, what do you, not? It's not more what you guys think, but it's like hey, for the first five hundred dollars, you guys. You guys are free to make a decision. Now we're not there yet, and it's it's not even about how like about the money, but it's more of like giving the trust, giving the giving the decision. That's the only thing. That's the only way I can think about it right now, as far as you, the employer, uh, finding example of if we were on the road or something, and giving us say, hey, I trust you guys. We're making this decision because essentially you kind of do it, and when you ask us for our opinions for like music content. Mm-hmm. So that'd be one example. I don't know if you, you, you can go you specific, from your angle, you can go into that if you want. Huh. Well, I would hope if I if I gave you guys like that 
much amount of a per diem, I would hope that people would start, you know, investing it in better equipment to better fulfill the position, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's like playing bass or playing drums or whatever, I, I would hope like better equipment would come into play so that we can enhance our sound and continue to like, um, you know, enhance the sound as an overall unit mm -hmm. um, when we're enhancing our own individual sound yeah. and setup. So there's that. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, really the only thing that comes to mind at the moment. I was going to say, yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about like us traveling and because honestly, honestly I'm, I am still trying to think of like a specific scenario where $500 on the table is like, hey guys, you guys are responsible. I trust you. Now you go do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like, I like that example though of like if, if we were on some type of contract agreement we're basically like a salary type thing, you know, where you would give us, hey guys, you're gonna, you're on salary, you're gonna get this. I need you to then fulfill X. Mm. Oh well, yeah, I guess at that point, if I had you guys doing a per diem, like everyone would come to my house and like work full time, right? Like you know, or or whatever. Like someone would be working on something. Like we'd probably be building drum risers for Gon for Gonzalez, yeah, for Gonzo. For Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, probably delegate at least two or three people to be working on building drum risers. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be a fun <laughs> team project. Um, another team to um, look at getting some lights, yeah. you know, like like um, investing some money into some lights so we can have some lights and, and have basically a light Perfect. show where we go. So that that's exactly the angle. So that's exactly what I mean. So, like, okay, we guys, we need lighting. I'm giving you $500. Go find the best lighting you can get for $500. Yeah. Perfect example. Good. Good. Yeah. Great, great. So little things like that, building drum risers, uh, anything to enhance what we do so that we can do it better, you know, yeah. and and turn around and sell more product. Dude, it. imagine. Oh, man, because th that just brings up, like, a whole, like, tail, like, production and how much people pay production teams to, like, get stuff for them. Like, we just make our all, all our own stuff. Yeah. And, like, it ties it to me, it ties into, like, the Eagles when they made their own record label and, like, Death Row Records and all these East, all these West, sorry, West Coast, like, R&B, rap, you know. Because the reason why I bring them up is because I just watched that Tupac Shakur, oh, okay. like, movie. So, like, it's kind of fresh and, like, everybody wanted, wanting to do their own thing. And it's like, man, like, now it, it's going to take some, some research to, uh, like in the building of a riser, you know, we want to be st st stable, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but the concept of making our own stuff would be so cost efficient too yeah. in, the, in the very long, you know, grand scheme of things. Yeah. And then like other things, like you've become really good with like, um, well, you and Gonzo both have become pretty good with like editing video and like, and editing audio and, and singing those together. So I'd like probably assign you guys to take care of some, some things with that. We'd be right. creating, we'd be creating content our own basically. Content. Oh, yeah. Do we can, I mean, oh, this is what excites me because this is the <laughs> point of the conversation. Like this, this like excites the hell out of me because this this is exactly the point that it makes me ponder. It's like yeah, like Gonzo has a GoPro. I have my phone. I'm I'm gonna get a better camera. Period for vlogging, podcasting, and now essentially for for content, and then just collaborate with Gonzo. And maybe we can start doing that ASAP. You know, yeah. starting the next show or next couple of shows, and uh, essentially giving you the content so you can put it on your up your your YouTube channel or giving us access to your to your YouTube channel. Either way, it doesn't it doesn't even really matter. But the 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 Important part is the content. Yeah. Interesting. Continue. If, if you have any more, because we've talked about, okay, audio, video, content, and then... Equipment. Light, lightning, light, lighting, and trust, like, well, not trust rods. What are they called? Uh, I didn't know they're not trust rods. I don't know what they're I'm, called. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because there's something, they're being, I don't know. 
I don't have balance beams. <laughs> Whichever way it is, it's like yeah, equipment. Yeah, yeah. Lighting, yeah, just, equipment, yeah, lighting equipment, equipment, yeah, all that together, and then drum risers in general. Because I like I like when uh, the drums on a riser and then like the bass is right next to them. And they they have their own space. Yeah, I like that. And and the way JJ and Gonzo like just do their thing now, like it's it's pretty cool, and it would be awesome to see like that. Yeah, you know? and again, like this kind of trails back to. What I kind of was touching on earlier, whereas, like, you know, money is, is the biggest fuel. It's like, you know, just throwing fire on gasoline for a music career, yeah. um, you know, when you got that. Or matches on gasoline or whatever the freaking analogy <laughs> is. Yeah. I don't know my analogies, people. So, anyway, but that's pretty much what it is. So, I mean, just here's a question for you. Yeah. Like, if I paid you, uh, you know, uh, $1,000 a week to come work for me. Like, oh, would dude, you come to my house every would, day, dude? You know that I would quit everything. Exactly, <laughs> there it is. So, and I'm pretty sure other people would too. Yeah. So, you know, and well, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's basically and and well, take that in with consideration with um, not getting paid from shows. If I just paid you a thousand a week, yeah, flat, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Yeah. And and right now, I would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> that my answer would be yes. And oh man, and the cool thing is like as now as we're talking, like there's potential for that. Yeah, and we're getting there. And it started with last night. You know, people won't hear this until Thursday, but Friday night, uh, June 16th, you know, that's the beginning of then leading to this conversation on Saturday and then moving forward. Yeah. Because even Gonzo talked about putting content together, but we need to actually delegate two hours together and put content together, mm -hmm. you know. And now that I have three screens in my house, my, my, my office, I'm going to call it my office slash bedroom, like we have, sp I have space here now. We can actually like dive into it for a few hours and just get it done. Even knock it out in a day. That's usually my goal is not spending more than like four hours of isolated time on a particular project because then either I get too caught up in the weeds or I then get overwhelmed and I stop doing it. You know, I, I, just, I just let it rest and I sometimes I go back to it, sometimes I won't, you know. And lately, if I can spend four hours or less on something, even the podcast recordings, like that's been like where I, I feel comfortable for now at least. So going back to this, you know, yeah, $1,000 a week, to produce and then you know go play shows oh hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> that's definitely a hell yeah that's so cool you weren't here when i talked about how how excited i am so now i get to be here and hear how excited i am dope <laughs> and that's all i say is just how excited i am because like it's just potential and opportunities that are that are here and i see it and we're talking about it and it's it's awesome it's just yeah. pure optimism pure uh foresight of like what could be and you know and my thing is like planting seeds now so like as long as we're planting the seeds you know it, grass grows you know it doesn't matter how slow grass grows mm -hmm. so that's yeah that that's awesome yeah so yeah so when me and brian went into this question uh we kind of did the same thing we kind of went off on a thing that i was like man I, by the time we were done with this question i was like i wasn't even gonna bring this up <laughs> so now when i'm having this conversation with you yeah i was like yeah it seemed like we could go in and you bring up the equipment and then per diems of like a type of salary um, just opens up, opens up a scale of opportunity and yeah. possibilities to like look, look forward to in the future, yeah. in the near future, not For even, sure. not even far future, just near, I mean, it's going to happen. Well, and it like, it really comes down to like, okay, I'm giving you guys more money. It's like, what am I giving you some more value on your time? So, yes. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, a, it's just a big trade off. So yeah. as to what we consider valuable. Yeah. Speaking of valuable. So this is perfect transition. What do you spend a silly amount of money on? Topo Chico. <laughs> we just covered this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so we did. And my whole point of bringing this up is, and this is, this is totally like, like secondary, because the way Tim Ferriss brings it up is like scratching his own itch 
to then could he create could you could he create a product from this uh amount of money like him he at the time he was create he was spending a lot of money on supplements so then instead of spending money on supplements he's then he then basically invested invested in to his i think his own supplement which it didn't last long but he, that that's what he did he's just for the sake of like okay i i tried this out and it led him to other career opportunities but so topo chico uh that'd be interesting because uh, just to add more context uh um let me break it down to you this go way ahead. go ahead so let's let's think about this for a second so i'm in a phase right now where i'm like just all about buying some freaking gear for my for like for equipment you know for like to enhance my acoustic guitar sound or okay. you know like I, for example i really want to get this you know lr bag session di pedal mm -hmm. to enhance the sound of my acoustic when it's plugged in live to a pa yes right mm -hmm. so and that's going to cost me let's just say hypothetically 200 dollars. about it's probably a little more expensive in reality but let's say just for the for the Take sake of the example easy math yeah, yeah. easy math yeah 200 bucks Let's say I'm dropping $5 a day on Topo Chico. So, you know, if I completely cut out Topo Chico, how long until I have, you know, the 200 to buy the DI pedal I want to get? Yeah, so let's say an average of 29 to 30 days times 5, that's 150. A month and a half, under a month. Oh, you'll, and even if it's a month and a half guaranteed, you'll have that DI now, like if you stop spending the 5 bucks a day. Right. <laughs> so it's little things like that, like I think that you're getting to, it's mm -hmm. like, well, if I cut back on this one thing that's really unnecessary, like I don't need Topo Chico. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a pleasure, you know, it's, it's not a necessity Definitely, for me. Right, right. So it's, um, it's something I can cut, cut back on completely. Yeah. And so, I mean, how much more money would I have? Yeah. Um, and that's interesting because actually we didn't go off on this angle. We, we, me and Brian literally went into like a, a product development like phase of talking, but I like this angle because it's different, and that's the whole point. So then next week, when we like when we tie in next week, it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's, it's gonna flow really well. Yeah, and um, even like in the past uh, week and a half or so, I got kind of obsessed with not like obsessed. That's kind of a stronger word, but um, I got kind of fixed on on buying scratch offs, one dollar scratch offs. <laughs> okay. But I, I only let myself do the one dollar scratch offs because I was like, nah, I don't want to go big. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this relatively attainable. Yeah, so sure. um. You know, so if I have, like, an extra dollar laying around, I'm going to use it to buy a scratch-off. And, well, obviously, like most people probably, I've lost more times than, you know, than I've won. Yeah. And so, well, today, I finally won. <laughs> and, uh, but it's been, like, a week and a half of me buying scratch-offs, like, every other day. So, all in all, I probably spent, like, at least $15, okay. like, doing scratch-offs, like, in the, yeah, in the past, to, like, week 15. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, maybe, yeah, 10 to $15 in the past week and a half on scratch-offs. So... Anyway, well, I finally won today, and the first one I won was $2. So what did I do? Is like I went and traded it in for two more scratch-offs, you know? Like, I'm going to take the risk and try to increase the value by winning a bigger prize, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, well, on the next one that I got from, from those winnings, um, I got one that got me $5. And I was like, okay, great. I made a profit of $4 today. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm really in the red. So <laughs> you're you know, Yeah, you're still in the red. Still in the red. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things, like, well, you can cut back on it, and it's not necessary then how much money could you be saving to get something that you actually need yeah yeah so that's and tying because i i just mentioned how or, or a little bit a while ago where i was telling my cousin like i can't do this on my own i need your help and we're actually doing the same thing now we're like i'm like okay half of whatever your parents give you half of whatever i get like because like i said we need equipment and we're doing it we're now setting aside that money so that we do have some spending money but at least we're putting away some so that we can get this equipment before july because july is going to be here quick and we need it at least my goal for my goals for him 
like time's moving pretty rapidly so we need you yeah know, we, so we are doing that cutback but i didn't think about cutting back like that necessarily i like i like i like your angle I yeah like, i like the angle you brought up sometimes i well i've seen a lot of people like um acquaintances i have on facebook that are still living in nashville complaining about you know the not saying like deadbeat argument because it kind of has some validity at, and in some points but for me it still doesn't have a ton of validity mm -hmm. but the whole like you know oh i can't make a living off of minimum wage kind of thing <laughs> yeah. kind of really pisses me off more than anything <laughs> yeah. but but I, I see some people on on my social, social media, media news feeds popping up like you know it's like, oh yeah i'm going one job then i'm going to the next job and i'm barely going to make rent this month it's, yeah i get it been there yeah been there totally um but i mean what can you be getting rid of to, to help you out a little bit? Like, yeah. if you're, like, down in the dumps, like, man, like, I've got, I know for me, I've got a lot of Pearl Snap shirts I'm not, you know, utilizing that I'm not <laughs> wearing. Right. I, I wear, like, the same cycle of clothing lately as, as, you know, I'm sure, like, most people go through phases of their clothing, you know, weaving in and out of stuff. So, garage sale, easy fix. Um, flea market, easy fix. eBay, something, sell it, get rid of it, make some quick cash, pay a bill. You know, yeah. get get you by another month. You know, yeah. But it's little things like that. I feel like, and I mean, I'm I'm totally a hypocrite talking about all this because I don't do this like in, yeah. the, in the best way at all. I'm the worst example of this. But I know, like in reality, like this is probably what I could be doing to yeah. make my life. And a maybe bit now that the, the, the this is another point. Like hopefully now that the seeds planted. You know, and let's say you don't. Let's say you buy one topo chico instead of two. And like whatever money you would normally spend on the two, then you save that money. Yeah. You know, so out of the five five, five bucks for three Topo Chicos, let's just say, you know, you're gonna save three fifty. There you go. And only save three fifty, like you know, because one thing this ties into exercising, this ties into a lot of things, and this is I talk about this a lot is you overwhelmed your mind, so then you get defeated. Yeah. And and it's and that's why like in this case it would be like saving three fifty and only save three fifty, let that be your goal and keep it as consistent as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I'm working on the same thing myself, you know, because lately it's I've been spending money on uh, on food just to eat. But like where I, I could come home and eat, I don't because like, well, I want it now. <laughs> I'm hungry now. But but then but then now trying to get this music equipment set up, you know, like, well, I need, I, you know, put the money away first and whatever I have after, then I can spend, you know, after that. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, Jim Rohn talks about. Uh, as far as like writing down your goals and having short-term, long-term goals. So I've been doing this now, I think for 10 days straight and I won't write down goals every day, but I have like, as soon as I heard this, as soon as I heard this information, I then wrote down whatever goals, whatever goals, because he said big or small. So I then wrote them all. I then categorized them, economic things I want and personal development. And then I was able to do short-term, long-term. So short-term one at a time. So maybe starting like that, like what do you, what do you want so bad that you're willing to sacrifice something? Because I think that's a big thing that and Tony Robbins talked about. This is, is you need to want you need to besides incentive. What result do you want? And whatever that is, is it strong enough to get you to, not necessarily quit a habit, but help filter better to then help whatever fund or whatever thing you do really want. Yeah, and I'm 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 dealing with the same things. I think about it more on a daily daily basis right now because it's so fresh for me, and I I've been talking about it all week. And again, this like right now for this episode, but uh, what do you want so bad? And if you want that, if you quote unquote really want it that bad, then it should be a little easier to just cut back those. And let's say, for example, the three fifty a day or whatever. Yeah, 
And then, so let's, let's go down three bucks so it's easier math. That's still 90 bucks a month. Three bucks a day. And only doing that, not doing any more, not doing any less. And letting that, you know, letting that capital raise and going from there. Um, man. A lot of things to think about. A lot of yeah. things to think about. Could really go down a long conversation with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because, like, this is also, like, the point of it, too, is, like, personal development. I, I mentioned this last week where I hope that these questions – are then taken by the listener as well you know, as us, as we're talking about it. And this people getting perceptions of us, you know, um, off of social media. Cause here we get to actually just talk and just converse. And some of it's opinion, some of it's like stuff we've seen experience and all that stuff. But again, ref ref reflection on ourselves so that we can replant those seeds in our brain. Like, Hey, like, okay, let, let's, let's go back to the drawing board for the day and type it in. Cause even Jim Rohn, he talks about like, it takes like, he says, like, his program at the time, like, they'd spend, like, 12, like, they spent 10 hours in two days. So, it's only five, five hours a day, but it's five hours of depth of, like, goals that you want and, like, seeing, like, mapping it out, like, thoroughly. So, for me, I haven't done that. I've, I've spent maybe, like, 30 minutes every, every other day or so, even less, because, like, man, like, I kind of get caught up in my desk and it's like, okay, I need, I need to get out. <laughs> you know, I need, I need to get out of here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a... Uh, it's good stuff to ponder on, and, and I hope even with some of this reiteration, I try, I, try to, I try to give you enough context to get you going as far as, like, answering these questions because, like I said, I, I talked about all – I talked a lot of, about, about a lot of this last week, so I don't want to reiterate too much for the listeners. Um, but that's all I got for today, those questions. That's, that, that, this, is the, this is the starting point because we're going to – the point, the goal is to continue this conversation okay. and continue through these questions. Today we went through three or four, I think it was four questions total. And then we had a good conversation. We still went just, o just over an hour. Have that's we done four? I feel like we've done three. Uh, we did three, and then I asked, have your dreams changed since college? Oh, uh, that's right. So the, so the four total. And, and the whole point also, it's a, I believe it's like a Hemingway thing where, you know, you don't want to dry the well. You don't want to tap the well. There you go. So with that in mind... I'm, I'm going to reiterate this quote because it's so good. I, I want, so Eddie can also hear it. Um, this is by, uh, I believe, Jim Rohn said this. Setting goals is, a plain, is plain hard work. That's why a lot of people just let it slide. It's work. Many people work hard on their job, but they don't work hard on their future. They just let that slide. And the work involved is making plans. I know most people don't. I understand that. But don't let that be you. And that, that's a pure conscious reiteration because it's so good. And I made sure to write it down. Um, because for me, the, I wrote down the whole section because the last sentence wouldn't make sense. But I put, I understand that, but don't let that be you. Man, that's such a great quote. And I remember like going through that in college, you know, in like senior capstone courses and like in our senior songwriting courses even. Like, one of our first assignments in, like, our senior songwriting level classes was, like, you know, make your business plan, write out your goals for the next five years. And when it came time to share, like, you know, the next class session when it was due, everyone's kind of like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of want to write songs and <laughs> right. make money. And, yeah. You know, but, like, but no, like, short-term, long-term, how am I going to do that? Yes. What's yeah. going to set yeah. that up? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, but, yeah, because that's absolutely right. Dude, yeah. it's, it's hard freaking work. It is. And, and. My, my issue lately, for the past six months since the year started, my main issue has been I have too many long-term goals. I have too many things that I look forward to in 15 years. <laughs> you know, like, so my the work I've been doing this past 
since well since June first, literally since June first, so seventeen days, has been making more short term goals to get me through. Because like the long term goals, I know what I'm already doing to make those happen to hopefully get those uh, accomplished. But again, it's I have five and five year goals and I have fifteen year goals. I don't have enough short term goals, so I'm working on that. And one way I've been working on that is writing down uh, in a journal all every day. Uh, there's there's some questions on Tools of Titans that I take from from Tim Ferriss, um, the way he journals. So I'm literally doing that so I can see okay what what's today. Let me let me focus on today, and then you know periodic like I said I do think of oh let me, th- let me something about the future, so then I write it down. And that, I let that time be for the future. But like I said lately, I've had too many long-term goals where I I do get like man like it like what do I just sit here and wait you know like I sometimes feel like that so I've been working on my short-term goals but yes that's fair yeah man and it's so funny like I'm thinking about that now short-term long-term goals you know and whatnot and I'm just kind of putting it in perspective of where I'm at with this the album's finally released well that's a very like short-term goal in the grand scheme of things and uh, and it felt like it took forever to do but in the grand scheme it's a it's a short-term goal yeah yeah it's it's pretty nice it's, to think it's, about it's the first piece to then the next piece <laughs> yeah uh yeah let, let, let's call it there like i said i want to tap the well like we we hit the points that i the points i wanted to hit and you gave some good of good insight of your point of view which then hopefully people will get to take away and learn more about us as we learn about ourselves and then hopefully they then do for themselves so, if you want to give your social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, get at me on Twitter, folks. It's uh, at symbol. You know that A with the circle thing. Um, at Eddie Signs 3. So, E-D-D-I-E-S-A-E-N-Z number 3. That's my Twitter. Instagram, it's the same thing, except between the Eddie and the signs part, you're putting that underscore because it's like a prerequisite. Again, if you have an Instagram account, you've got to have an underscore. <laughs> feels like everyone has to have an underscore. Anyways, there's that. If you're going to look me up on Facebook, please check out my music page. You can just type in the link, facebook.com slash music, E-D-D-I-E-S-A-E-N-Z music. That should, should Your website? You. Ooh, website's a good one. That's where you can find everything. Um, www.eddiesignsmusic.com. And my online store is going to be coming soon. So yes. I was about to say. Get after it. Yeah, I was say make sure, yeah, make sure you mention that because. I know you're working out the final kinks to start shipping physical copies. Yeah. Um, I know I, I, I mentioned where I have a couple of family members in California that want their copies. So we're, we're, work, we're working on it for you guys listening. Get on it. Don't get on it. Uh, uh, get that done and then, you know, be on, you know, stand by for Eddie's online store to be up and running officially. Uh, if you want to follow me, my Instagram and Twitter is AndyWalker underscore lead. And then my Facebook uh, artist page, which, like I said, I'm now using that as a full platform to post about the podcast, any shows I have, any music, anything I'm researching, anything I'm trying to give. It's all on the artist page, more than my personal page. And that one is facebook.com forward slash Andy Walker Leads. Then, if you want to follow my day-to-day, I've been trying to post as often as possible on my Snapchat. It's Andy Walker Lead. All together, Andy Walker Lee. That's my Snapchat. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope you took away at least one thing from this episode. And then if you need to re-listen to the other episode to get to get some more context, some deeper context for myself, uh, go ahead and do that. And plan is next week, 
we, we continue on these questions. Um, we still have, I think, like 12 or 13 to go. So, it, it, you know, we have, we're, we're a ways into this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I will, we, will, we will see you guys very soon.